Welcome back to another episode of Home Sweet Home. I'm your host, Rod McCall. And I am your co-host, Bryce Rungi. Hey, co-host. Hi, how are you? Oh, well, I'm learning how to communicate. I survived a car ride with Rod McCall right now. We just got back and, um, yeah. And? Random comment, but we didn't die. You know, that's not really a random comment. That should be applauded. <laughs> Most importantly, I was practicing patience, and I didn't yell at a single individual. So, hey, you know, we're making progress. Maybe I am starting to uh, utilize some of the concepts that we talked about. I do recognize your the change in your driving <laughs> um, and um, your lack. Yes, anyways. Hey, we were I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. You know, that, that kind of fits in with what we're talking about, to, you know, I wanted us to talk about today, and that is communication. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have learned better late than never that I'm what starts in my mind and exits my mouth and is received by other people's ears doesn't follow the same kind of pattern okay. or, or logic. What, what I think, what I say, and what you hear don't line up a lot of times the, the correct way. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had that as an issue? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking about it. And we've mentioned this in, in a previous episode with Stephen R. Covey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that disconnect because the person receiving is already trying to uh, or formulating their response to something you said. Instead of fully listening to you and what you have to say in order to better understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. The listening to respond versus the listening to understand. Correct. Well, I've, having gone through divorce and learning better how to work with other people, yeah. you know, I understand that communication is extremely important and Again, I'm, I'm, I didn't do very well with this in my first marriage, and, and I'm learning and talking with a lot of folks that I'm not alone, right. that a lot of times we struggle with what we're thinking, what we're saying, and how it's received, and I was reminded of a guy by the name of Gary Chapman. He wrote a book back in the early 90s that was talking about love languages. Okay. And a lot of times when we're talking to people, to, you know, to our spouses, to our kids, to, you know, our our, our friends, people that we like to be around, we, and again, it's something I have an issue with a lot of times, I'm thinking, I'm saying, you're hearing. Mm -hmm. And when they're not all online... It creates conflict. Sure. And so I I thought maybe, you know, you and I could talk a little bit about, you know, the five love languages uh, that Chapman identified. Um, And and they are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Right. And I mean, they say that we all have various levels of these that we respond to. Right. And I'm doing a lot of self-reflection over the last number of years. I kind of 
better understood what Chapman is saying with these different love languages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I'm glad you mentioned that. I I haven't read the book, but I've I've read into the five love, love languages, mm -hmm. um, and I have grown to appreciate and understand that we we all have one, maybe two of them. Mm -hmm. But what I also have better understood is that all too often we're going we 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 apply one of these languages. But it doesn't line up with the relation with the relationship we have with, or you know, if, or my wife, or your wife, uh -huh. or it doesn't it doesn't line up because we hadn't figured it out. What's your love language? Yes. So this is something that um, it, it's important to us here mm -hmm. in our our family. We know what each other's love language is. We know how to love one another. Yeah, I don't love Suzanne the way I I should. I love her the way that she needs to be loved. Okay, I love her, and I I understand what her love language is. Mm -hmm. Before all, you know, this and I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't have a clue what this what this was. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's this is really powerful, and we also see because there isn't an understanding of hey, I know what my spouse's or my kid's love language is. Mm -hmm. When we don't understand that, what ends up happening? We, we, we end up encountering conflict. Sure. And sometimes conflict that we didn't know existed. Right. Because I'm, we're both speaking English, but yeah. what you're hearing isn't what I'm saying because we're, we may be tuned into the radio, but not the right frequency or right exactly. radio station. Exactly. Um, well, why don't, why don't you take us in, um, a little more in depth with each of these five love languages, um, if you don't mind. Sure. No. Um, well, and if you'll start with, uh, the words of affirmation, this one's dear to me cause that's my love language. Really? Yes. Well, you know, I just got to tell you, Bryce, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You know, you, you've made, you know, you've made a lot of changes, a lot of positives, and you are making a huge impact on the life of a large number of people. Well, thank you. So I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. Okay, so that's words of affirmation. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and words of affirmation is basically, if I understand what Chapman is trying to share with us, the idea that saying thank you. You don't need to go to extravagant lengths. You don't need to, you know, get an airplane and sky ride thank you. Just a simple little Hey, you know what? Thanks for taking the garbage out. I appreciate you doing that. You really helped me out. Yeah. You know, you mowed the yard today. Thank you. You emptied the dishwasher. You know, I know it's not a big deal probably to you, but to me it was a big deal. So I just want to say thank you. Sure. And I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at words of affirmation. I mean, I like to be told I don't necessarily need it, but it does help me feel better, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, one of the old principles we had, um, Mr. Wright, he used to come, you know, he'd send me, you know, on our birthdays, oh, yeah. we would get a, a little card from him, and he didn't have to do it, but it meant a lot to me that he would give me words of affirmation, right. wishing me a happy birthday, but also <laughs> saying, hey, I appreciate you, you are valued, right. and I think that with words of affirmation, it's kind of what we're 
we're looking for. And if your partner or family member, that's their love language, I mean, how hard is it for you to say to someone, thank you? Right. You know, thanks, Braddock, for cleaning the bathroom. Speaking of, you mentioned uh, mowing the yard. Hold on one second. Braddock's. <laughs> You need to mow the yard. <laughs> He's. <laughs> we'll see how long that uh, well, takes to do. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, is that his love language? Telling him what to do? Telling him what to do. His is quality time. Oh, okay. His is quality time. So when we're finished up here, you're going to go grab the weed whacker? And... I, I'm going to go watch him <laughs> mow the yard. This is quality uh, time, son. Okay. <laughs> Sit on the back porch and uh, enjoy that juice cleanse. Oh, well, so, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, that's, but that's words of affirmation. Um, you mentioned quality time. Uh, again, Chapman's talking about you don't, it's not the, not what you do, it's how you use your right, time. Right. Um, you know, with, with Eric, this was something that I tried to communicate with him. We didn't have to do extravagant things. We just would do things together. Right. We would build puzzles, play with Legos, uh, Tinker Toys, Hot Wheels. Yeah. But we would play together. And for me, you know, that's that, that, that quality time is something that, you know, I enjoy. Right. I don't know if this is entirely my top love language, but... When it's with people I like, I just enjoy. We don't have to do hardly anything. Just be in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. Because I enjoy their company. And I, you know, I think that's important to spend that quality. It's not the quantity. Right. It's the quality. Now, sometimes it's quantity, too. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, you don't have to go to Six Flags. You don't have to go to, you know, do fancy, expensive things. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just, you know, turn off the TV, put your phone down, and let's engage as humans. Right. Um, now, maybe you play a video game. Maybe you and Braddock play a video game um, together. Uh, show you how far back we go. Eric and I used to play Farmville together on Facebook. Okay. That's how I got started on Facebook <laughs> uh, 11 years ago was using you know, he wanted to play Farmville. Got it. His mom set him up an account, and but because where she was, uh, we couldn't use his account with her, so I created a oh. Facebook account so that that way he could play Farmville when he came to visit me. Got it. But we would play together. I'd say, hey, how does this work? Show me how this works. Yeah. And so then we would, you know, but we would play that together. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'd go down to the pool and we'd swim. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily his love language, but we weren't it. We weren't using, you know, we we weren't. I don't. I don't know. I guess I was invested in helping make memories with him right. by physically engaging. Yeah, and I think that's it. Doesn't need to be over the top. If 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 your kids or spouse. Uh, love language is quality time. It's when it comes down to it, it's, it's, it's about the little things mm-hmm. and those are the most important things, you know? And so, uh, but I do, I, I like what you said and it's, you know, like even with, with Braddock's it's 
sitting there playing a video game. We're sitting on the couch together watching a, a movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's creating a, a memory for him, and that's something that, uh, like you said, like how 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 can we create these memories? Because mm-hmm. and, and and in line with that love language, I, I look back. And I, rem, you know, I spend a little more time maybe than I should, but I like to go, I like to kind of travel down memory lane mm-hmm. and, oh, I've been scanning photos that my mother took from super long ago and I've been scanning them into the computer and I, I have, I'm having fun. Are these of you? Well, I'm finally now in the family photos. Yes. But it was when my mom and dad got married and, you know, when my sisters were born and uh, moving to Kansas, I don't know, just all, all kinds of different things. But it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. And I, I'm enjoying, oh, my gosh, that oh, that family. I remember that family. <laughs> oh, I remember hearing that name. And but it, again, it's that quality time. It's those memories. Right. Um, the third one that uh, Chapman talked about is receiving gifts. Who doesn't like receiving gifts? Um, I like receiving gifts. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> let me buy you lunch. I'm on a juice cleanse. Let me buy me lunch and you can watch me eat. See, I'm buying a gift. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think that's actually uh, <laughs> what was was intended. I mean, you're right. We all like to receive gifts. Sure. Um, but I think that... Sometimes I'm reminded of of a movie, uh, Sean Connery film, Finding Forrester. Okay. And in there he says, an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Mm -hmm. And that that really struck a chord with me that, you know, it, it doesn't, okay, it's a birthday, it's Christmas, you know, you know, Valentine's Day, whatever the issue might be. That you know you normally give a gift, but sometimes just a little thing. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I have found that okay. I'll pick up a little thing of flowers and I'll bring you know just hey, I was thinking of you, yeah. and here's a bouquet of flowers. Right. And it, it's it's nothing big. It's not expensive. It's not extravagant. Of course, I know the price of flowers keep going up. It will become extravagant. I but... usually go to the uh, discount <laughs> section. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, she hope she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but it is, you know, I mean, again, we all like to, and I have discovered, and of course I didn't really pay attention to love languages when I was married the first time, but I think that my ex-wife, this was her love language. Mm-hmm. But she thought everybody else had the same love language because she would buy gifts for people. Right. Um, you know, oh, we'll, we'll pick up dinner tonight, or we'll take you to the movies, or... We'll buy you this extravagant gift or that extravagant gift. Um, she would frequently see something and go, ooh, I think your mom would like that ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she would buy it. Yeah. I think because, again, at the time, I didn't really appreciate love languages. I saw it because this is not my love language. Mm-hmm. I saw it as trying to buy people off. Got it. And so when she would do this, I misunderstood, at least I think I, again, with looking back, I think I misunderstood. Right. Some of, now maybe part of it was, but 
I don't think it was entirely designed around uh, buying people off with gifts. Mm -hmm. I think that was just how she showed love. Sure. And so, I, again, I don't know how people right. respond. Well, and, and that's something, you know, uh, not speaking ill, but it wasn't, there was no intention. It was just, this is what I love. So everyone else has to love what I love. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to buy you gifts. And, and I've learned that because I know what my wife's love language is and mm -hmm. it's not receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. So early on, I learned right away that I would buy some gifts. It wasn't over the top, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't really cheap or anything. It was just kind of middle of the road, whatever, whatever it was. And I can't remember that I would almost walk away kind of like, wow, I'm, I'm like a little disappointed because I thought she'd be over the top, you know, like, uh -huh. oh, this is amazing. And it wasn't that at all. And she finally, we, we communicated about these things. And she, I really wish you wouldn't do these, you know, buy these things. And, you know, and, and, and regardless if she's specific in certain areas, um, that's not her love language. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that if if I'm going to buy her something, um, knowing that like she that or, you know, that's not her language, then I could easily be offended. Sure. And it, to them, it's like, well, I don't I don't like gifts. Mm -hmm. And you bought me something knowing that you don't like that. I don't like gifts. So. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's maybe not even my taste or like my mom does this all the time. And, and, and God bless her. She's got a closet that's full of gifts that she started from 1970. OK, I swear when she mails us stuff like she mailed Suzanne this like blouse, if you will. And I said, give me that blouse and let me smell it. And I smelled it and I knew balls. it's from my mom's closet <laughs> from 1980. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's, I'm going to give you gifts kind of like with your mm -hmm. ex-wife. I have all these things I'm going to give, I'm going to give. Okay. We, but she would do that with all of our kids and our, our, our spouses, you know, and sure. it's like, wow. And if that's not your love language, then your the, the intention it is given with is not the understanding it is received with. Right. Which can then lead to a conflict because, well, you didn't like what I gave you. Right. Well, I spent this time picking it out. I spent this money thinking that it would make you happy. And you're going, oh, I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, I mean, now, well, I'm offended that you're not more appreciative. Well, aren't you just a selfish individual? Right. And now what started out as a kindness act has now the evolved right. to I'm really angry with you. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're on the receiving end, you're going, I don't understand why you're angry. Exactly. I, you, you know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. Mm -hmm. I don't like this. So, you know, you, now I'm getting kind of offended too, because, right. and now again, something that was meant to be, wonderful has turned into something horrific. Yeah, now we got a mess. Yeah. yeah. And it's all because again, not understanding. We're right. we're not listening. And yeah, yeah, we're not we're not having that communication. We're 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 lacking in that communication. 
Uh, we're not having those conversations up front. Um, but again, going back, well, this is what I like, so everyone else must like it too. No, that's not correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I guess that's that issue that I really, I, I guess that's why this, when, when I was reading through this, you know, I go, this is something I'd want to talk, I wanted us to talk about because yeah. it is that communication that listening to understand because if we're listening to understand the nonverbal subtle cues as well as the direct verbal cues of I don't want this I don't like this you're 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 tuning in right and you're right I think a lot of times we can we we assume that just because we like it others will too right and so therefore I can see where, you know, this is the the idea of receiving gifts can be misconstrued. Mm -hmm, And if it's your love language, that's fine. But is it your, the person you're communicating with, is it their love language? And if it is, then yeah, a little thing. I I can remember um, early college, I was dating a girl and she would actually get a little card, a little note. And it would, you know, be an envelope or something. It would be on my windshield. And uh-huh. whether I was coming out from work or from college class, and it, every now and then, it, there would be something there. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I, I don't know if that was my love language of uh, receiving gifts, but sometimes maybe that's all it is. Right. You know, something that uh, when we talked to my mom, she had mentioned, uh, you know, about thank you notes and just yeah. it's something that I I do. I've been asked, like, oh, what sets you apart? I'm like, oh, you know, I could go on about different things. But, but specifically at work, um, not that I know their their love language and maybe this is off topic a little bit. When you talk about notes, right, mm-hmm. those thank you notes. Uh-huh. Or those appreciation notes, or those those words of, of of encouragement. Like I'll I'll leave those on people's desks, mm-hmm. you know. And um, even if it was something simple, they help me move something. Well, they have a thank you note that next day or later that day. Yeah. To say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate you. Even though I said I said thank you, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want I want to leave you a note. Or if I didn't get a chance to talk to you, whatever, I I've left you a note. You just got me on that topic because you had said. With, with your girlfriend back in the day with leaving notes. Anyways. Yeah, well, it obviously wasn't enough because it never really went very far. Yeah. But, you know, that makes me think then, is it a gift? Um, are, are you given a gift, you know, or is it an act of service? Right. Because act of service is the fourth love language. Okay. And, you know, uh, my, my granddaddy used to always say, actions speak louder than words. No. And is that thank you note that you were just talking about, um, you know, is that an act of service? Um, could you call that an act of service? I guess, I, I guess you could. I mean, when I when I view this, I, I, I see this as, you, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to serve the people that, I love. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that wrong? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, because acts of service. Okay. Instead of you asking Braddock's to go mow the backyard, mm-hmm. if he sees that it needs to be done and he just does it, is that an act of service? Do you hear the lawnmower yet? I don't know. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I see that. And so, I mean, it's kind of like when, okay, you are, you're in the kitchen and you're heating something up in the microwave for breakfast or, you know, a bottle for Bristol and you see that the dishwasher has finished the course, you then unload the dishwasher. You weren't asked to. Nobody said, hey, Bryce, would you unload the dishwasher? You just saw that it needed to be done. Right. Um, To me, that's an act of service. Sure. Yeah, I I see that. You know, you do something where it's not, nobody's asked you yet. Right. It's, you're volunteering. And you're volunteering to use your time to do something for someone else. Volunteering to, okay, if your love language is act of service, then I would say, okay, well, do you need somebody to babysit Bristol? Mm-hmm. And, or Bristol and Briar, and, you know, I bring the wife over and we babysit. Yeah. That would be an act of service. You didn't ask me. I'm volunteering. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, act of service, I think, is a really tough one. When when I was looking at these earlier, this is a challenge for me to identify, you know, is this really my love language? Mm-hmm. And how would I recognize this in someone else that this is their love language? Got it. I mean, because, you know... I try and wonder, I, to me, I try and I don't do as well as I should, but the trash can's full. Mm -hmm. So I load up the trash and I take it out. Nobody asked me to, but I just did it. You know, that's maybe one of my chores or the recycle bin is getting a little full. And so I need to take it out and take it out to the big uh, dumpster on the curb and, um, because we got a little one just outside the, you know, in the garage, and okay. then we've got one out by the curb, and so like, right? I don't know. I, I just I, this one I really struggled with how to identify if this is mine and how to recognize it in others. Right. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, something that I well, some things that I do here are are something that you you mentioned earlier. Um, I, I hardly, this is, when we do these episodes, this uh-huh. is kind of the longest I sit still during the day. Okay. Like, one speed, Charlie Sheen, go. I got one speed, go. Anyways, um, <laughs> like, I'm always going. And I don't necessarily think that's a healthy thing, but I'm like, it's hard to break that. Okay. But I'm, I'm constantly doing things. So I'm, I'm doing the dishes, or I'm taking the trash out. Well, something we've established here is like, Hey, again, if you see the trash can and it's full, what should you do? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to keep piling stuff on or are you going to take it out? So I saw Braddock's do that w- one day um, without having to say anything. I saw it. And so is that an active service? Like, yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Cause he knows that something that we've talked about. Um, but I, I try my best to always, it, I get up earlier than everyone else. Um, and when I know that Suzanne's starting to get up, um, I got a cup of coffee going for her. Mm-hmm. I leave those notes. If I'm going to leave the house, I'm going to leave a little love note, if you will. Sure. Or if I'm leaving the house, I'm going to run an errand. It's a communication piece. I'm not going to peace out uh-huh. and say or, or say, and say nothing. I'm going to leave a note. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm not going to wake you up if she's sleeping or napping with the baby or something. But I'm going to communicate through a piece of paper. When you do wake up, you're... 
you have, you know, you have a knowledge of where I'm at and you're mm-hmm. a little more at peace. And, um, but I, I try and do that. I do the flower thing. Um, I haven't once gone and gotten flower, purchased flowers because I was in trouble. I will add. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I often think like, what's that person looking at me? Are they, are they think I'm in trouble. <laughs> I got to get flowers. Sure. Sure. I haven't uh, done it in a while, which means I am, I think I should go to uh, Kroger and get me some flowers. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do things like that. Um, you know, that's... Well, it comes yeah, this, back, that's, a, that's a hard one. Um, it just comes down to, again, as I as I was reading through this, I get thinking, again, what my dad, my granddad would always say, my dad would echo it too. Actions. Right. Deeds, not words. Right. Um, I can say I love you, but how am I demonstrating that? Right. And, you know, sometimes I, when I think about it that way, I consider, is this one of, you know, is this kind of a love language for me? I want you to show me. Right. That, you know, because my ex-wife, she would say, love you. And, well, she said, love me the last time uh, we were together. And then... Uh, well, that was on a Sunday, and on Tuesday she filed for divorce. Right. So, you know, that was kind of hollow. Yeah. So your actions said something different sure, than absolutely. your words. Um, so I, I, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff frustrates me. Yeah. You're going to say you're going to do what you say you're right. going to do. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, not, not, not that I think, I know what we do here in, in our house is... Uh, we, we believe in, in serving one another. Mm-hmm. There are some times we get to a place where it's like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's that selfish part. Right. Yeah. And, and I get it. You could, you could do so much and I've been there. And I think I talked, talked to you about this, like with her parents being over and I kind of lost it and it was, I didn't lose it. You know, I didn't go wild or anything i just i think i said something i don't know and it was it was offensive and but i was at my breaking point yeah and so but again going back to our last episode like that's no matter what you own a piece of that pie Mm -hmm. right and so i had to go and reflect on that but it's again it's something that we're really trying to cultivate in in our family is how could we serve one another yeah right and that's some for some that's really hard to get to. No, it's about me. Yeah. You're you're gonna you're gonna serve me. This is what I want, you know, and it's that's not what it's about. You know, my dad, we um it was a long time ago. I, I couldn't have I don't know, maybe middle school. Uh I take that back, maybe fifth, sixth grade. And the janitor, Mr. Perkins, um that's passed, impressive. You remember the name? Oh yeah. Well, he had passed away. He, he had been at the school forever and a day, and so my dad organized with the Knights of Columbus at our church, and they went over and did a whole bunch of housework from re-roofing the house, uh, cleaning out the gutters, trimming trees. Wow. I mean, whole nine yards, and it, it even attracted the attention of the local newspaper. Really? So they came out. And they were wanting, you know, who do we, who do, who can we interview? And they interviewed, you know, Mrs. Perkins. And everybody's saying, well, you know, go interview, you know, old Marvin McCall over there. And my dad says, 
no, this isn't about me. Right. And again, I'm, you know, 10, 11 years old and I, I didn't understand. And I'm going, dad, why you got a chance to be interviewed by the newspaper. You'd be in the newspaper. Everybody would be able to know what you did. And he goes, that's not the point. Right. He said, the point is for me to do something that makes people's lives better without seeking glory. Right. And I didn't really understand what he was saying. I mean, I heard the words, but I didn't really right. comprehend it until I got older in life. And I now find that I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's an act of service, but I don't need anybody to see what I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Okay. Thank you for, you know, any accolades, but we don't need to take out the front page of the uh, Dallas Morning News. Right. So, I, again, it's, it's very interesting, um, again, trying to come up with what acts of service are, but I think they are. Just little things that, again, you're communicating to someone else. Right. I hear you. I understand you. And you're communicating your actions are communicating to them in a way that they can understand or comprehend. Right. Yeah, exactly. But well, uh, yeah, we got, we got one more. And this one I think is me, you know, I've got elements of, you know, words of affirmation. I like when somebody says to me, Rod, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. Um, I, I, you know, quality time is a big thing for me. Um, you know, Sherry and I will, you know, we'll just, we may just be watching a rerun of Blue Bloods. Mm -hmm. Um, we started watching Game of Thrones, but we'll, we'll watch them, you know, in the evening together. I, receiving gifts is fine. Uh, I think we've kind of talked about that and acts of service, you know, as well. But for me, it's physical touch. I really do believe that this is my love language. Mm -hmm. And... Great example. We'll be walking from the parking lot into the store and I'll reach over and I'll grab her hand and, and we'll hold hands walking into the store. Right. Um, or walking out of the store, whatever we're doing, you know, uh, a simple kiss goodnight, a simple kiss goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, before I came, when I left the house, before I came over here for us for, you know, taping today's episode, you know, I, I, like you said, you said goodbye, but. I gave her a kiss right. because for me, it's physical touch Got it. and, you know, we'll be sitting watching TV and I'll just reach over and, or we're at the movies, you know, and I'll reach over and I'll hold her hand. Yeah. I, to me that, and she knows that, uh, she understands that I, I like that physical touch mm -hmm. for me. That is affirmation that you like me, uh, you know, COVID. COVID was a <laughs> in the butt for me because I'm a handshake. I'm a hug. Yeah. I mean, I go, you know, people that I really enjoy spending time with, you know, I'll get, a hug is a greeting. A hug is a farewell. With COVID, oh, don't do that. Right. And I'm going, ah, this really hurts. Right. Um, and, and so physical touch is where, where yours was words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Mine's physical touch. I really do believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean, even uh, they, they've even done science studies um, that go all the way back, you know, learning about kids that, um, 
you know, kids need, little children, infants. Uh, I mean, Bristol, she cannot really hear um, or con she can't communicate. All right, Briar cannot communicate very well, but they recognize voice sure. and physical touch communicates love. Mm -hmm. And so for little kids in particular, physical touch is their love language. Right. Yeah, for sure. And we were we were talking about that the other night with, with specifically Briar and Bristol and um, Suzanne's like, okay, so Bristol is is different, very different, not very. Um, they're very almost copy paste. They look like each other, first of all, but she's identified that like Bristol loves to be held. Yeah. Not that Briar didn't, but. Briar's this little spitfire now and she's misindependent. <laughs> and I do think that like when I, it's so funny the other night I said, Briar, you are so pretty. And she looked at me and said, thank you, daddy. You know, in her little <laughs> two year old voice. Uh -huh. And, um, she's not like a big hugger. She'll give you this awkward sideways hug, you know, with no uh -huh. arms around you, you lean in and it's like, okay, maybe, and maybe it's too soon, but maybe it's words of affirmation. With Bristol, oh, maybe it's touch. And Suzanne's kind of already, like, trying to identify that, like, because, well, she remembers how Br Briar was at this age and uh -huh. then how Bristol is now. And uh, But just having that conversation and trying to identify that at this age, I think that's pretty powerful. Well, I think, too, that your love language can change. Sure. You know, we've talked in other episodes about, you know, our life experiences changing us. Um I think that that can have a huge impact right. on, you know, addressing because maybe our love language is one way. I mean, think about it as a teenager. Who wouldn't want to be given stuff? Right, My yeah. love language is buy me crap. Um, <laughs> so the more crap you buy me, the happier I am. I think that's where Radix is at right now. Hey, can I get this <laughs> video game? Uh, that will really, that will show you love me. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, um, that would have been me too. Uh, my parents uh, did not affirm my love language when I was a teenager asking, you know, buy me this, buy me that. But I think your love language can change over time. And I, you know, going back to the influence of my parents, my parents were, they were physical touch. Okay. Uh, even to this day, a hug goodbye, a hug hello. Mm. Um, you know, and it wasn't just a casual ah, pat on the back kind right. of thing. It's, it's a real hug. Um, and, you know, I always watched my dad greet people and he would greet them with a, with a handshake. Right. And he taught me, you know, about, you know, be a handshake. Don't be a fish in the hand. Right. Be a handshake, <laughs> you know. Firm grip. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think over time as I have become an adult, physical touch is my my love language. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's very interesting, you know, talking with, you know, just you and I just now today talking about this um, is shows that not everybody's the same. Correct. And so but the key part is looking and understanding for the love language so that that way, if you can understand how your intimate partners, your very good friends, how they how they receive, you know, the right. communication can help you out and maintain those friendships. And I mean, think about how many, how much happier and more 
pleasant life would be if you could actually prevent a con- a, an argument, a dis- you know, a disagreement before it ever happened, right. simply by being an active listener to learn how does the person you're speaking to best receive, you know, praise? Mm-hmm. How do they best receive, you know, compliments, but also maybe complaints? Right. Um, okay. I mean, instead of saying, well, you need to fix this and you need to fix that, maybe their love language is, you know, requires a little bit of time or an act of service. So mm-hmm. let me here, let me work with you. Right. And, you know, instead of yelling at Braddock's, man, the yard looks like crap, do it again. Show him. Right. Say, hey, you know, you were in a hurry. And because you were in a hurry, we get this. So let's slow down and let me show you. Right. And let's work together. I don't know. I, I think that if we can better find ways to communicate what we're thinking, what we're feeling mm-hmm. in a way that can be received the with the same intention that it was delivered, I think maybe we could be able we could we could be a lot happier. No, I yeah, absolutely I agree. Um I just just in and of itself, that communication piece is paramount. We've said that before. We're mm-hmm. probably going to continue talking about it because we really want to drive it home. Sure. You know, that is it's such a powerful piece that you can't just avoid. You have you have to have it and you you have to work to improve daily um, in that communication mm-hmm. area. And so. Um, but, but also in, in these love languages we talked about, you, you, we're going to have conflict, right? Uh-huh. We're not going to see eye to eye all the time, sure. right? But when we better understand uh, people's love language, right? When we communicate more effectively with, with one another, uh, we're going to resolve conflict. That's one of our, our core values, uh-huh. Susanna. It's conflict resolution. Sure. We're going to have issues. Uh-huh. How we respond to that through conflict resolution is what's going to help us get stronger and better. Um, but again, I, when you, that communication piece, mm-hmm. understanding people's love language, that's what helps you create that robust relationship. One that you enjoy having. Yeah. And that way with your wife, your spouse, your, uh, friends. W- your friends, your kids. I mean, uh-huh. that's, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying, yeah, anyone. Um, but you have to be intentional with mm-hmm. it. You can't just hang out on the surface. You got to get, you got to dig deep. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and it can't be about you. No. Uh, and, you know, and when you, we, when we can do this, they call that cognitive restructuring. Basically, when we recognize the negative aspect of how we've been communicating or acting uh, with others and then actively seek to change sure. these thoughts or these actions with something more positive, more successful. In essence, basically, we're just trying to reshape our thoughts and our actions. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, we're, I, I, in IMO, in my opinion, <laughs> IMHO, in my humble opinion, uh, when I, when I've talked to like at school, like when I've talked to, to staff, like, um, when you're creating this, this culture, right, uh-huh. you have to work on it daily. Sure. Right. And then the moment you, you stop, like you forget, or you, you, you care, you care less uh, about being intentional, um, the quicker it can fall. Sure. And so, you have to be intentional and you have to work on it daily. You have to have the mindset like I'm going to grow. We're going to grow through these things. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to fail. 
We're going to make mistakes. We're going to miss the mark. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if we have the mindset that whatever challenges we encounter, that we're going to grow through it together. We're going to grow through this as a family. Okay. Uh, We're going to communicate more effectively. We understand people's love languages. We know how to love each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Then then we're going to continue um, creating uh, that and and helping build uh, those thriving relationships. We're going to help create that, that legacy. Sure. And, you know, I didn't pull it up. I thought about it. I thought maybe we could do it. Uh, But then I thought, well, that might be a little too time consuming. But they do have a quiz. You can go online and take a quiz and figure out uh, your love language and have your friends and partners take it. And you can learn their love language. A little bit of cheat sheet. Yeah. No, hey, I agree. If you have time, um, you know what? Make time. If it's important to you. Make time. Yes. Yeah, make time. How long does the quiz quiz take? A few oh, minutes. I don't know. I didn't try it. Okay, me neither. But we, we you and I have read enough. Yes. We've applied. Um, we, I don't know how. I would long. imagine a couple of minutes. Yeah, it so, didn't seem very long. A couple minutes of your time. You could put aside the video games. Um, you've already done yours, Rod. So you're well. You didn't take the test, but you you know what yours is. So yes. you can play your video game still. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, you know what's important? What do you want to grow? Uh huh. And so, if it's growing a healthy relationship with those that mean the most to you invest the time right invest in those relationships amen all righty folks well we did it again another episode brought to you by bryce runge rod mccall home sweet home take care see you next time